Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. So have you ever written an email that somebody interpreted differently than how you wrote it? (laughs) There's one that just stuck with me. And this was back in Portland. And the agent just wrote back, thanks for being so curt. And at the time, I didn't even know exactly what it meant. So I had to look it up real quick. You didn't know what curt meant. Yeah. It was like, oh, short. Four letters. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, oh my gosh. And I reread my email and thought, oh, I see what she's saying, but I was just trying to give her a quick response to her question. Yeah. But it hurt my feelings that I hurt her feelings, essentially. Oh my God. The written word can be misconstrued so easily, especially like don't ever use the capitals or exclamation points, which I write with a lot of exclamation points because I'm excited and I want to like show that I'm excited and other people are like, why are you yelling at me? But you can't also (laughs) send a text with zero exclamation or zero sorts of punctuation. I like drop smileys in there just so everybody knows I'm not not being a bitch, just being clear. Yes. (laughs) Like I'll send stuff to my mother-in-law who's wonderful, but she comes from a different world of texting where she'll just respond. And I'll send this beautiful video of my husband and the kids playing. She's like, nice. I'm like, no, you got to give me more than that. No, I'm the like, nice girl. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like the one that's like, cool. <laughs> that's it. That's all you get. Like, I'm like I need more. I like, need more. I know. And I'm like, I don't have anything to give. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I write stuff like that. And then people are like, why are you so mad? Or does something happen today? Or, or something like that. Or, you know, it feels like you're mad at me or something. And I'm like, I have never, ever written, been a written word person that is very long or flowery or anything like that. Like I am just very clear and direct, especially the messages to my team or anything like that, because we don't have to have it, you know, to message to our team don't have to be spelled right. They don't have to be like, they don't have to be, hi, how are you? And well, and actually that's a waste of of time. (laughs) If you wrote hello and we're so good at being efficient with our jobs that it's easy to just get out the information real quick. I don't even put hello. Right, exactly. Because it's a waste (laughs) of time. And I actually read an article about that quite a long time ago about how emails should be concise and quick and you don't even need to put all the extra stuff in there. Right. Yeah. I even tell my team, like, I will literally put the body of the email in the subject line. Yes. And then hit send. That's what I've had. I have one client that does that and I appreciate it so much. She'll just put all she, like the one question she has as a subject and then I can respond. Because full disclosure, if you write me a long email, I won't read it. Same. I will not read it. Well, from clients I will, but from other agents sometimes. Oh, for clients. Yeah, for sure. And I'm... It's no, just too much. It's too much. I literally was just talking to the building manager on our building and, and there's a person that's on board and she loves to evaluate everything and she'll write big, long emails. And I'm like, and he was like, did you read your email? I'm like, hell no, I didn't read it. It was like three pages long. Yes. <laughs> like I didn't, I started reading like the first three lines and my eyes rolled back in my head and I didn't even read it. That's I, where I'm at. Yeah. Well, I struggle with that with the first interaction with the client. If they tell me to send them an email, mm-hmm. uh, like I'll send them some homes and I want to send them an email. 
and I go back and forth on whether it should be a little bit longer to let them know that I care and I'm involved and invested <laughs> or if they're, Fake it. Yeah, or if they're crazy busy <laughs> like me and they just want the information just, yeah. and I'll put a smiley face and make it tell them I'm excited to work with them and maybe yeah. a few extra sentences, but not this whole long three paragraph I think that's email. a good question up front. And I think, you know, it's proving the point that the perception that is not necessarily reality, but it feels like it's reality. How we're perceiving the tone of somebody's email or the fact that they're just trying to be quick. And, you know, we're receiving it. We have lots of time. And right. they and they send us to us something super short and we're perceiving it as they're mad at us or something. And it's really not what's real. But in our mind, it's real. Right. I think one of the tricks I've found, if I get responses from them first, I'll try to copy about how long their text or email is. So if they give me a crazy long email, I'll try to give it, you know, another extra paragraph in there or same with the text. But yeah, it's something that I, I but you're right. Perception is reality. Yeah. With that. And it's hard to find the balance. Yeah. With, with what's, yeah, works. But also the, the perception is reality with becoming successful. So one thing I did when I first started, when I was ready, when I was ready to really start taking off, I posted every single thing I did. So if I got a new listing, I'd post the new listing, post when it was under contract and then post when it sold. So it almost yeah. looks like three transactions in one. Oh, sure. And then that really quickly got my business rolling because people around me saw me as successful. And that really perception did become reality for me. Yeah, and, exactly. And putting myself in the circles of successful people. Yeah, perception, it starts to really... But I mean, <laughs> it wasn't reality. It wasn't though. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't. It, but it was how people perceived it because they're like, look at all these closings she's got. Look at all these yes. transactions that she has going on. And But it is. It was just a total perception on on what was just happening. And But for marketing... That's a cool, that's a cool trick. Right. That's a cool trick. I yeah. have uh, a good friend who's a realtor and she got her license out of nowhere. Everyone's like, what is she doing? And she did the same thing or very similar things. She would post um, videos about what to do in real estate, little things that are happening, tricks in the business. Right. And people still saw her kind of as like a joke. And you could tell they're making fun of her a little bit at the beginning. Oh man. But it switched quickly. Oh, and yeah. all of a sudden it just flipped and all that work she did, she just owned who she was. She kept pushing it. Oh, yeah. And perception became reality for her. And she did like 20 million in sales this year. In the perception on that, like, you know, our perception of what we think a uh, successful realtor or successful lender is because we have it like ingrained in our mind of what we think. Like a lot of us, we think suits and ties and men, a lot of that. And so, but she was changing what the perception was by continuously dripping on people like this is my nerdy goofy self and this is this I also am doing a lot of business and just constantly putting it in front of people and changing the perception of what that role was. Right, exactly. So it's so cool. I mean, you can really manipulate that in a good way. Well, and even the realtors we've had on here, they have such different looks and different vibes, but yeah. that's been because of their perception and the energy they're putting out there, those are the, the business they've been getting. Like Jackie and Tracy, yeah. we talked about their style and how they have much more of a Montana country feel. Yeah. And they get those really cool log home cabins a little bit outside of Bozeman. Yep. And that's what, or ranches, yep. they've really cultivated that. A little and, bit more rustic yeah. properties. And mm -hmm. then Charlotte is the most stunning put together person I've ever seen in my life. Me too. And she gets the most stunning put together homes you've ever she seen does. in your life. She does luxury real well. <laughs> exactly. Real well. But that's, I mean, that's her clientele too. And they perceive that that is the type of person that is their type of realtor. And same, same, all the way across the board for you. I mean, I think you close like, 53, 58 purchases. I mean, 58 buyer sides. I was snooping. Sides, I was yep. snooping this morning. That's freaking badass. I, I just wanted to shout out to you because you. I was like, 
holy shit, like that was, that might've been the biggest number on the sheet. I think so. I know we're I pretty th- close. What's weird about the list side, just for information for people, if you co-list something with somebody, you only get half a half point. Half a point, yeah. So it looks like I have under 80, I think, transactions, but we did 95. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. for real though, I was, just, I mean, I'm interested in the buyer side right, mostly, right? right. right? Yeah. Like, so I'm like, I don't even look at the listing side, but the buyer side for sure is really what I pay attention to and, and you absolutely killed it. So thank you. Congratulations. You crushed it this year. It is oh the new God. year. It is the new year. And it's so, January 12th. Yes. I almost thought I thought I said June or something like that. I'm starting to get a little oh my gosh. dingy. That's, I, I write that perception's reality. I'm yeah. all over the place. I the other day oh, it was at Christmas. Yeah, I told we're really close to our neighbors. It's a great older couple. And I'm like, hey, how are you guys? Happy Halloween. I'm like, oh, it was Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the year we've had. So their perception of you being <laughs> a, a, nut job. a nut job is now reality. Yep. So you just proved it, Sam. Good job. Exactly. Instead of being a successful <laughs> realtor, which I want them to see if they ever sell, because it's a great house. Oh, they I, they probably love you. <laughs> They're great. They got us Christmas gifts and all this stuff. They're oh so sweet. Oh, my gosh. So when somebody, like, you know, when you're on the phone with somebody, so you call somebody and they misinterpret what it is that you said or the way that you said it, how can you, or even, let's just back up and say, you sent somebody an email. Yeah, that's and what I was And they misinterpreted. Say. So how do you correct it? So... I think the only time or the majority, I would say almost all the time when things get misinterpreted or if they think I'm being curt, curt. <laughs> um, it's from a text or an email. Yeah. Almost any time I pick up the phone and I'll feel the same thing from them. Like, oh, they're getting frustrated. I can feel it. Yeah. And maybe they're getting frustrated with me just through all these emails back and forth. I immediately just pick up the phone. Yeah. As soon as I do that, I can't think of a time where it hasn't gone way more smoothly than through, uh, yeah, through texting or email. I tell my team all the time, like you guys can communicate through instant messenger because we have instant messenger going all the time through between us. So we're not hollering down the hallway and you can communicate through that way and through email. But the moment that you feel like things are going sideways, stop and pick up the phone. Yes. Because we don't allow for us to be nasty to each other. And you can literally see a string of email getting nastier and nastier. And, you know, then at the very end, people are like, I feel like I can't say anything to her because she gets so defensive. Like we can't, we just can't communicate like that. It has to be where we're very, very clear. So the written word for sure can be misinterpreted um, for sure. Right. You know, the other thing that's a really good perception, like, is that like, if you are feeling like really fat in your clothes, if you put on bigger clothes, suddenly you were like, I lost weight. Put on some black. (laughs) Well, actually, it's true. And I've talked about the weight that I gained uh, about this time last year when I started losing the weight. Yeah. But I was always I'm still just... waiting to lose mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always been a small, fit person my entire life. And yeah. then suddenly just working nonstop, I gained the weight. It took me like two years to realize I gained weight. Because yeah. my perception of myself is I'm an athlete and I'm fit. And that's just who I am. Yeah. It it took me seeing like 12 pictures after like 12 months to realize, oh, whoa, I gained like 30 pounds. (laughs) That's a lot of weight for my, because I'm five, I'm five nothing. Yeah. Actually, I'm five, I'll say I'm five four because that's what my driver's license says, but. (laughs) Is that your perception reality? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In in heels, she's five four. Exactly. So that is her perception is now the reality on her driver's license. But it took me a long time. And I've heard the same thing for people who drastically lose a lot of weight. Yeah. They always see themselves. as fat fat and takes them years Mm -hmm. to be like oh I'm not that person anymore you know I think that that's true especially with women because especially because a lot of us uh, have this horrible nasty self-talk about who we are and what we look like and what we look like in clothes and what other people think about what we look like in clothes and we put that into our, our psyche so long that it is our reality 
we are a fat person. We right. are, you know, even though other people are like, you know, perceive us as beautiful and fit and in shape and like they would love to have our body. Oh, absolutely. Or our life. Like your curvy curves, girls, women like idolize them. I mean, obviously men too, but let's be honest, women check out women more Uh, than men. Women check out women all the time. And, you know, just being growing up the way that I have and kind of coming from heavier people, I will probably carry that for the rest of my life. But it's always surprising to me when I have women that'll say, I wish I had your figure. And I'm like, oh, God, no. You know, right. Instead of just taking it, instead of just saying, because I don't believe it. Right. So I feel like they truly are lying to me. And so, but it's like that perception of myself is my reality in my brain, but in their reality, they're like, they see, you know, I didn't have to have a butt implant. I have a butt, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, talking Uh, about reality, I think the way to only way to get over that is take those compliments when somebody does say that because they mean it and I see your body and feel the same way. mm -hmm. Take that, put it in your pocketbook and keep it, hold it. Like, don't like, change your reality. We're so quick to when we get a compliment. Oh, yeah, thanks. But this and this. Take it. Thanks, but. Yeah. Thanks, but. Thanks, but. All yeah, the all the time. Yeah. Like we're being kind, but I, I've worked really hard on, on you know, um, when people say nice things, I'm just saying thank you. Right. And I think it's so attractive when a woman does say that. Mm-hmm. And I want to do that better, too. I'm yeah. so bad at it. And I find it really attractive when I tell, give someone a compliment, they say, thank you. Like, wow, yeah, yeah, good for you. Yeah. You just took that. Yeah. I think it's funny too, like we perceive that, that successful people are like rolling around in expensive things. Completely. And then, so we work so hard to make that our reality. And that is totally not the case. Like the most successful people are super pretty, they're pretty humble and they roll in pretty simple things and they like to keep it simple. And that's how they have money, obviously, because they're not spending it on well, stupid shit. Well, and it takes some time to realize that the things don't buy you happiness. Yeah, at least Lamborghini is not going to make you happy. Right. You're just trying to put a perception out there that that's your reality right. to, in, to other people. And it, that's, <laughs> that's not reality. Exactly. <laughs> and talked about how you see yourself And the same thing goes for personalities. And you see that a lot after coming off the holiday season, how Mm. your family saw you as a kid. And I've changed so much, so much for the better, that they'll always still see me as maybe that bratty teenager or the way quirkier than I even am now. So that perception is always part of you, too. It takes a long time to change your perception that, oh, we're successful businesswomen and we know what we're doing. It takes some time to, like, have that perception become our reality as well. But it is our reality. It's hard to own it. You're lucky that your your mom is your assistant. Oh, God. Because if there ever was a person that you needed the gratification of or just the, the validation of how hard you work, I mean, to have that validation from your mom, it's like so she great. knows how much you hustle because she's hustling with you side by side. I felt like my holidays were like sitting around the table being the place that the holidays happened. The person who purchased all the food did all the cooking. Hussein and I did all the cooking. And then the people around the table, not all of them, but some of them have zero, absolutely zero idea what it is that I do and that the magnitude at which I do it. Yep. And some of the comments that are still made at my kid at my kid Christmas table are just really not okay. And so their perception of me is completely not real but they're making it real by still being nasty at the Christmas table as if I was like still, I don't know, hanging on my parents or something. Right. And it's always a good reality check for me to be like, oh, okay, I'm really not 
showing them what it is that I'm doing. And honestly, I don't want to talk about business at work. I mean, at home. Right. Especially not Christmas. But the thing is, they still have to know just with the stuff that you post, if they follow you and have some idea of the team. I don't know. I think they live under a rock. (laughs) (laughs) So I get a little bit of that where they think my job is just so easy. And we talk about this a lot, how... I feel like lenders maybe have a little bit more respect just in the business world and society and yeah. realtors can be such a big range of what you actually do. And it just, they thinks it's fun, think it's fun and easy. So, but you're right with having my mom, she sees what I go through. She oh, yeah. knows she's a part of every single transaction and she's not the type of person to tell me how proud she is of me, but I can feel it. And that energy. Well, there's nobody feel it. that could say anything nasty about you and your mom wouldn't come to your, oh, to your aid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and your husband too. And Zane did, uh, my husband did come to my, to my rescue with a comment at the Christmas table. He did come right to my rescue, but I was, I just find myself just like mouth agape, like, oh my God, you have absolutely no idea. Right. You have no idea. And so, you know, people just live in their own little world and they put value on things that really don't have any merit because their viewpoint and their perception is so small. Exactly. And to change topics a little bit with perception is reality, talk about social media a lot too that that's just such a totally different world of manifest. It's a man. So <laughs> a I reality. go back and forth. When you see like a couple post something about how amazing and magical their world is, I think one of two <laughs> things. Well, one of three things. Sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe they're just having a good moment. Two, that's they're actually today. really struggling, but this is maybe their way of trying yeah. to make it work and just put it out there in the universe to make things better. Or three, it's just total bullshit. I feel like a lot of people, you know, when you see the Christmas cards and the, and the beautifully quaffed family pictures, and, you know, everybody's, the dog is even looking and smiling. Right, right. And, and like you don't know they took 400 pictures to get that one good one. Everything is perfect. And then, you know, six months later, they're splitting the sheets. And it's like, so we have to teach ourselves that we have to look deeper than what the picture is. You know yes. what I mean? Like, we have to look deeper. We have to, and not that we need to know people's business. Like, I think that that's what social media has done is just put us, it's inserted us into other people's business when we have no business having a perception about it. Like we should be perceiving our own lives and what we got going on because we all got drama. I love that. It's so true. And that's really where the happiness comes from. Yeah. It's really from our own perceived version of what our reality is. And let's say if you came and saw Tyler and I together, like we were flying the wall and you're like, oh man, that relationship is messed up. I would never ever want a relationship like that. Right. But I'm the happiest and I feel like he's the freaking king of everything and I right. find him incredibly attractive and I want to be with him for the rest of my life. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And that's really where the reality and my perception of my life and reality connect. I always think it's funny because I know that this happens to everybody. You know, like company is coming and <gasps> something yes. goes sideways and there's a moment that's like a coming to Jesus moment. And then suddenly you're like, you hear knocking at the door and you're like, you fix your face and we put it all together and we answer the door. Hi, how are you? I'm so glad that you're here. No, you're not. <laughs> yep. We're like, <laughs> but like everybody does, that's what happens at your house too, oh, right? For like completely, like before we have a big party, you know, you get a whole house cleaned up. And my husband will go and decide to clean the garage. And we have 20 <laughs> minutes to get the house cleaned up. I'm like, just get the kids' toys away and wipe off the counter. Yeah. Don't even worry about the floors. Uh-huh. Just like, and he'll be like, oh, I think the inside of the fridge needs to get clean. So, of course, I'm ready to kill him. Yeah. And then you have to have fake. But that's where it's <laughs> weird, too, is then we'll fake it that we're, I wasn't ready to just about kill him. Yeah. And then we end up having a great time and we forget about it. And so sometimes faking it does become reality, too. Oh, no, I carry it till the end of the party. <laughs> 
and then we're going to talk about it. <laughs> no, but I, I think it, it's like, it, that, I think that that's just a perfect example of it. It's like, you can't truly be who you really are when other people are oh, yes. inserting themselves into your reality. And so we don't want people to see what our real reality is. So we fake it and we yeah. change the perception and we wipe the tears off our face and make sure that we don't look, you know, yeah, like we've been upset saying. and... And because people are companies coming over. Right. It was interesting too about <laughs> so that, like stupid. other people's reality coming into your own is I'm just about to be 37 and suddenly we are divorces everywhere in our lives. Yeah, it is. And we never saw that before. I mean, you know, we got married when we were 23, but it's just happening left and right. And it's so weird. They say divorce is contagious and you can just feel it like flooding through our friend group where it's just, it's happening on the peripheral everywhere. You know, that just brought up, you know, my friend that I lost last fall to suicide. You know, the picture that she put out there, which we all thought was the reality of a happy life, a happy wife, happy mama, happy friend, and was absolutely not the reality. And it's just not real. Right. Yeah. Anyways, well, I think we should be more genuine before I cry. Um, no, cried out. <laughs> I think we should just be more genuine people and stop trying to paint a picture and just just live real. I mean, if your in-laws show up and you're fighting, be like, I think you need to wait out on the porch. <laughs> okay, I, I completely agree with that because I, I am I'm not more, done yet. Yes, I am more attracted to somebody. If I showed up at your house and you did that, I would be so attracted to you that you were being authentic and you're being yourself because that's what I find most attractive in people. That's not genuine. how we were raised. Nope, nope, fake it. <laughs> we were raised that our houses are always clean and our laundry is always done and our beds are always made and nobody ever poops in the toilet. Or right, right. Everything is all just like, we're just like, we're perfect. like Mother Teresa or something like that. We have it all going on. And you no, know, I'm way more, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm way more into people that are real. Same, same. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate.